Now, Sister Hannah is going to come and share a word of testimony. Thank you very much for being here tonight, Hannah. God bless you. you okay. Well, it's great to be with you here tonight. Um, and this is a little chance to, for me to proclaim what God has done in my life for me. Um, giving all the glory and the honour to him. Um, I'd like to start my testimony by reading um, a few um, passages just in Psalm 66. Um, if you want to turn with me, it's Psalm 66, verse 16. Amen. Um, ending my reading at verse 20. Um, and it just reads, um, number 16, it says, Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was exalted with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy for me. Amen. So on the 23rd of December, 1993, um, I came into this world by a loving and caring mother and father who both um, placed their faith um, in Jesus Christ six years previous. Um, so from this, I was raised in a house um, which knew and loved the Lord. From the earliest memories I have, I was brought faithfully to the house of God, and what a liberty this was. There I learned my need of a saviour, and his parents, they honoured the verse found in Proverbs 22, verse 6, that says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Because at the age of five, I came to know, know my saviour and give my life to him. You know, life was great. I lived in a house where um, my mum and dad, they loved each other. There was love in the house. Um, the Bible was opened up every day and read, laughter abounded, and we experienced the love and joy of household salvation. Um, but at the age of eight, life was to change for me and my family forever. You see, my dad, a well-built, strong, hard worker, began feeling tired and fatigued. At one stage, he looked forward to getting away on holiday. Now, I can remember that year thinking, this is great, a week extra holidays in our caravan, but even then, I knew something must be wrong. Dad, looking forward to getting away on holidays and getting away from work, worried us all. Um, he thought that um, this would cure his tiredness and he would get back to working, you know, his 12, sometimes 14 hours spent as a joiner. But in fact, this was um, the beginning of my dad's illness, um, not realising how serious his condition it was. On a Sunday morning in 2001, dad drove the Sunday school bus as usual. However, when church time came, he didn't return for the service. So as a child of eight, I remember the worry on my mum's face, realising something must be seriously wrong. By the time um, church had finished, we made our way home to find him in bed with a very high temperature and in a great deal of pain. He wrestled uh, through the night with soaring temperatures and shooting sharp pains. But um, this was my dad and insisted on no fuss, so that meant no doctor. Um, on the Monday morning, dad's temperature was 103 and he was delirious. Dad um, then asked for a doctor and I remember sitting on our living room stairs sobbing. Um, Mum ran to our neighbour's house a few um, yards down the road and Dr Jack came running. Dad lay there um, almost lifeless. Dr Jack, um, he told he told my mum to call for an ambulance, um, told mum to pack his bags. Um, he had a tumour in the kidney. But with that, you know, God looks after his own and comforts them because our minister happened to arrive at our house at the very time whereby the ambulance arrived. He felt God call him out. But, you know, as he prayed with Dad, Dad to this day um, couldn't tell what he said. And, you know, one very important lesson can be learnt from this. And I can remember my dad saying, don't leave your salvation to your deathbed or to when you get older because no one knows what a day may bring forth. Um, a wee verse that my mum quotes regularly, and it goes something like this. To lose your wealth is something. 
To lose your health is more, but to lose your soul is such a loss that no man can restore. The ambulance arrived and kept injecting him with morphine, um, which didn't take away any pain. Um, all we wanted to do was something for him, but we couldn't, and it hurt, obviously. Um, after three days of waiting in the hospital ward, the doctor came round um, for his daily visit and told my dad what he thought this illness was. He used the word disease, and immediately mum's heart dropped within her. The face said it all. He said he thought my dad had a disease called lupus, but um, this could not be diagnosed quickly and may take months. Even at this early stage, doctors were arguing over dad's health with an, um, another claimant it could be slow developing cancer. Uh, dad was in hospital for eight weeks after that and had tests on his liver, his bile and kidney, which um, had all been seriously affected as a result of um, whatever was happening to him. By this stage, Dad's heart was working on the double and he found it extremely difficult to walk. It was such a change for us all. Mum was trying her best to keep things as normal for us at home. It was difficult to adapt to such a change, but emotionally and financially. But um, the Lord has his hand upon um, the whole situation. God promises never to leave us nor forsake us. So one day, um, a few months later, I remember my mum crying in the bathroom. Um, she thought I was hidden away in my bedroom watching TV. But I could hear her weeping. Um, scared, I said nothing and acted like I'd heard nothing. And as a child of eight, that never really left me. Later on that night, she came back in from the hospital, a stronger character, and I remember hugging her, but never asked um, why she was upset. And it was only um, a few years ago that I learned why she was crying. She told me she was having a day where everything was just getting on top of her. She missed her husband and felt the load of the burden she was bearing. When she arrived into the hospital, my dad um, could have seen she was crying. Um, he asked her, you know, why are you so teary today? Um, he said, Helen, I have a verse I want to share with you. He said he found this in his morning readings, which he had been praying about. The first found in John 11, verse 4, went like this. When Jesus heard that he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Dad looked up to Mum and said, that's God's promise to me. Don't worry, I'm going to be okay. This shows me that God won't leave our side. Through reading his word and praying to God, Dad found comfort with Jesus. Um, that's where we will only ever find comfort and peace by kneeling at the cross. Um, well, that's the start of a very lengthy journey that is sickness-based. Um, um, for eight to ten weeks at a time, my dad... Um, wouldn't have been at home and I missed him um, I can only see him for like two hours every day as a child and of course I love my dad even um, dad ended up in most hospitals in Northern Ireland and that's no exaggeration um, years rolled by and I started secondary school um, dad um, was constantly in bed now not being able to walk after five years of being bedridden and going from the man he was um, he was flown out to Manchester Royal Infirmary for two weeks. Throughout this um, time in Manchester, the doctors carefully tested him with hundreds of patches and tests, but realised that he was exhausted, so they gave him ample hours of sleep to rest. When home, he um, received a phone call from Manchester confirming what his disease was, and it was all our, our fears rolled into one. It's, oh no, here we go. Entheopathic arthritis, sacralitis, ankylosing spondylitis, and lupus too. Now, your guess is as good as mine as um, what that means. But at the age of 14, I realised that this was bad. 
Um, before this, at the age of 10, I kept telling mum one weekend how much I would love to go on holidays as a family to enjoy and relive these memories to this day I still long for. Um, after the diagnosis, dad still was in bed. Um, he was bedbound, but no treatment was given. Apparently, there wasn't enough money to give dad the treatment he needed to ensure a better quality of life. And he was told in 2007 that he was to wait until 2013 before his name would be a priority. So mum took his case to the media. She got in contact with the BBC News team where um, Doc Kirby came out to our house to interview my dad in bed. Um, she was on the Nolan show and she even spoke to the health minister. So as a, as a wife, she fought for her husband and family from every corner possible. Um, She's even close to sending off files to the EU Court of the Human Rights in Strasbourg. Um, how after seven long years, he received his treatment. Um, although today, Dad will never be able to go back to work or whatever, um, his treatment has given him a good quality of life and um, his shining Christian, Christian spirit always beams through. And he always says, onward, Christian soldiers. Um, you know, the little verse says, Yesterday God helped me, today he did the same. How long will this continue forever? Praise his name. Well, for me, God provided um, three Christian friends throughout high school and then on to grammar school. Throughout my life, I look back and I see God's hand upon so many situations. Um, I, can go, I could go on and um, I could be here all night. Um, we all have our trials, but God is good. And all the time, God is good. Um, I'm in final year of university and have seen God's hand on my time spent there. I've been on several mission trips to Poland and that's where I was to meet William. Um, God times nothing wrong. I began going out with William in the September of 2013, the same month whereby my mum went into hospital to have her hernia operated on. To cut a long story short, she was resuscitated twice in um, the operating theatre um, and the doctors thought that they'd lost her. She spent a few days in intensive care, um, in the intensive care unit, but God gave um, me a strong pillar to help me through and um, encourage me through William at this time. You know, people and unsafe friends may say to me, Hannah, you're a Christian, I don't understand, God allows um, this to happen to you. And they think, well, I'm pretty healthy, nothing's wrong with me, and I'm not a Christian. But recently, you know, I've learned that the devil allows people to live a life free of trouble, as he doesn't want them to turn to God. You know, your sin is like a jail sentence, it's like a jail cell, except it's so nice and comfy, and it seems like there's no need to leave. The door is wide open until one day, like time turns out, and the cell door slams shut, and suddenly it's too late. Um, more recently, as it's only human to do, so I've been asking the question why? Why my family and why my dad? Even though it's in God's plan for um, our lives, I've just been asking the silly question why? And one Sunday morning, after previously being in tears um, about why my dad was ill that week, um, our passage uh, on the Sunday morning church was found in Job 23, verse 9 to 11. I'm just going to read that out to you. And it reads, On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, and I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I will come forth as gold. My foot hath um, held his steps. His way have I kept, and not declined. In this verse, Job writes, um, how he can't see God in any of um, this, in any of the things that at the time in his life. He can't seem to see God working, but Job um, still honours God, knowing that he is still there. He still prays and talks to God, trusting and obeying. 
This sermon left me in tears as the pastor emphasised how our life is in God's plans and we are to honour that. Um, he has promised to never, never ever leave us nor forsake us. I recently found this little poem which I think is beautiful to share. Um, my life is but a weaving between my God and me. I cannot choose the colours. He weaves it steadily. Oftentimes he weaves sorrow and I in foolish pride forget he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shutters cease to fly will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reason why. The dark threads are as needful in the weaver's skilful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. He knows, he cares, he loves. Nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him. Now, um, I've mentioned before how I've been to Poland on mission teams. And I would encourage anyone and everyone to get involved in the work of the Lord because there is blessing in the doing. And what a great thing to be able to say that you went on for the Lord. Um, there's work everywhere, even on your own doorstep. You know, in John 4, verse 35, it says, Say ye there, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look onto the fields, for they are white and ready to harvest. You know, when I was out in Poland, I realised the need um, to tell of Jesus' offer of salvation to many, the importance of time, and how many people are turning to other ways but the one true way. I pray that we would have a real burden and seal and passion for the lost. In Matthew nine thirty six to 38, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labourers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labourers into his harvest. No, God's gave me ways of testifying through song with another three girls and through giving me the courage to proclaim his name through my testimony. I thank my God for his hand upon our family, upon my life, and I know that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, to those that are called according to his purpose. Thanking you. Can I just, on your behalf, <clears throat> thank our sister Hannah Morrison for that very stirring word of personal testimony, telling us about God's dealings with her family. Uh, we have been, of course, in the past, remembering Raymond and Helen very much in prayer. We remember the campaign in 2007 and the Stephen Nolan program. And uh, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing that uh, with us.